What are those things that light you up? And are you doing those on a regular basis? How can you craft a life out of that? And just remember that your life doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Nobody else has to understand it. It just needs to be rewarding and fulfilling for you. Money is not my motivator. My motivators are freedom and connection. Those are my values. This is Philip Van Nostrand, and you are listening to the Epic Freelance Life Podcast. How to make more money and live an epic freelance life. Okay, here we are again. I'm Philip Van Nostrand, host of the Epic Freelance Life Podcast, and I'm really excited to be here today with a good friend of mine, Annika Howe. Annika, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Philip. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, yes, I'm excited to be here with you too. And and I'm talking with you all the way from New York to South Africa. And would you just introduce yourself real quick before we go into Absolutely. things? Absolutely. So my name is Annika Howe, and I am a producer and a production company owner of, gosh, I think it's 15 or 16 years now. And I am many things. So in addition to being a producer, I am also a creative development and creative manager for the visual arts world. And I also run a consultancy. Yeah. And for the listeners who don't quite know, or maybe aren't in the industry, what does it mean when you say you're a producer? Can you give us like a real life example of something you've done recently? Absolutely. So as a producer, I'm focused on the commercial advertising and editorial world. And I specifically focus on photography and video. So that means when a company like you know, a major sports brand without naming names um, has a new shoe that they're launching and they work with a brand ambassador and an athlete, they will come to me and my company and we will essentially project manage the entire production from start to finish. And we also are there to help curate, you know, which photographers or directors would be the best fit for this campaign based on their visuals and based on their, Mm -hmm. uh, their ideas. And then they come to me and my company to line up the visuals. I put together everything from A to Z. I'm handling all of the diplomatic client communications. I'm putting the crew and the team together. That includes like location scouting, casting. And it also means I'm handling all of the juicy financials. Like, so we, we deal with budgets anywhere from, you know, 30,000 up to 5 million. So it really ranges. And, um, my company specifically is focused on, you know, international productions that are um, large scale or very intricate. Um, and, you know, a lot of what I do has an international angle to it. Yeah, it's wild. And and are you, I don't know if you're someone to brag, but are you, will you be willing to brag just a little bit with us for like brands that you've worked with? I know some of these names are on your oh, website. Oh man, okay, my cheeks are flaming red right now. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, so I... But th- this is notable, so I, I think it's important to like know exactly who you're working you. with. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, know? so I feel yeah. really um, honored and, and grateful to have worked with clients. You know, a lot of the Fortune 500 companies, Nike, Adidas, um, magazines like GQ and Vogue and Men's Health, And, Mm. um, you know, also brands such as Adobe um, and Hilton Hotels, American Express, Visa, 
That's amazing. Um, so you're doing like commercial comp- campaigns for American yeah, Express. Yeah, absolutely. That people will see on billboards or in magazines or somewhere absolutely. in the world. We've had things, you know, yeah. on bill- billboards across the world, um, in Times Square, but then also in magazines as well. Ha- have you ever, have you like gone and see, I mean, that's my dream in New York and I haven't quite pulled it off, but like to walk past a window or like a billboard and say, I did that shoot or I was on that campaign. You know, that's an interesting uh, goal to have. And I think that as a producer, the motivation <laughs> is a little bit different. So the photographer, or the director yeah. is excited to see their work on the billboard, on those moving, you know, yeah, in the, in the wild. wild. And yeah. for for me, as someone who like, I develop creativity and I am supporting, I'm mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So what I get excited about is, you know, the work that I do all happens before the actual shoot days. And so there's, you know, people to understand that for me, my excitement is getting to the actual shoot day. So that's when, if I have done my job correctly, that means that when I get to the shoot day, it's almost like this relief and this big exhale Mm -hmm. because I have done all of the preparation. And one of my, you know, one of my company mottos is victory loves preparation, right? So one of my one of yeah. my core values is freedom, and then the flip side of that is discipline. So, and you know, victory needs preparation. So, those are just yeah, I love that. That's like the um, the other quote is um, luck. Luck equals preparation and opportunity, mm-hmm. something like that. So, like yeah, people say, "Oh, you're so lucky," and you're like, "Well, yeah, luck is is when you have." you're prepared and then the right opportunity comes. Absolutely. Can, yeah. I love exactly. Yeah. And I thing. also, you yeah. know, when people say lucky, I really prefer the word fortune because you have a hand yeah. at creating your own fortune fortune. And so life doesn't happen yeah. to you. And so part of living this epic freelance life is realizing that this rests in your hands, this life that you have, right. And you have the power yeah. to create it. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It doesn't have to follow a certain, linear path my life certainly did not follow a linear path and i, I know okay I'm, I'm so you're segueing for me i was gonna do this exact same thing so um so let's talk about the epic freelance life why why would you say that your life hasn't followed a linear path and and are you are you happy with what's like your circumstances right now yes those are two very big different questions. Yeah, they are but I'll, I'll kick things off and take it way back so i have been traveling alone okay. Um, from the age of four, I have been flying back and forth between Michigan and Northern Germany since I was four years old, three times a year. And so mm. I think that's when things started for me. It's like not living this, um, you know, small town life, always going back and forth between cultures, being on my own a lot, yeah. being very independent. Um, I'm not saying that at four years old, I was independent, but that's when things started. And mm-hmm. um yeah, that's and then the second part of your question. And mm-hmm. and so oh well basically like I met you in New York City, but over the pandemic you've moved and now you're even in a different country. So what where where are you these days? And maybe share as much about that as you like. But I like this idea that you're kind of like um location independent right mm-hmm. now. Yes. And so I, I grew up internationally. I grew up multiculturally, and I also have always crafted my own international experience. So even when I was in university, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started and ended my studies at a particular university. But within that time, 
I also made sure to independently organize study abroad programs and exchanges in in different countries. And so I ended up living in, I don't know, five or six different cities and countries during my university. I didn't know this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's always been a really big part of my world. And so, um, yeah, so when we met, I was living in New York City where I lived for 11 years. And even during the time of living in New York City, um, because I'm known for international work, I was constantly flying and traveling around for projects. And in uh, October of 2020, I decided to that I just was not um, not really living my values. And so if I have freedom as one of my core essential values things weren't lining up for me, especially during the pandemic where we were, you know, the whole mm-hmm. world just kind of came, came crashing down. And, um, I decided to pack up my things and go to Berlin. So I'm lucky enough to have Yay. two citizenships and, you know, I have German citizenship, so that was very easy for me. And, um, and then in March I decided to come to Cape town. So, um, you may, you may know, but I spend a lot of time in South Africa. This is one of my soul homes. And this mm-hmm. past year has really been an eye opener for me to like to remind me to come back to like, yes, my projects have taken me all over the world, but I don't have to have one base right now. And so home is where I yeah. create it. And what anchors me is myself. <laughs> um, and so yeah. it doesn't have to be any, well, you know, a certain apartment or. Got it. But I want to know, okay, so here's like a particular question. When you went to Berlin, I'm guessing that you like created work for yourself out there. But when you went to South Africa, did, were you going there for work primarily or just uh, like another, like living somewhere else kind of reason? I think both Berlin and I think it's both. Yeah, Yeah. I do think it's both. So um, Berlin is... I'm just wondering if like jobs take you places or you go places and you create jobs. I go places and I create jobs, Philip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. That was my, that was my suspicion, I guess. And what kind of, um, how did you generate, maybe this is kind of for the audience, you know, like when you went to Berlin, I'm assuming you knew just a couple people, but not, not a huge network. And so how did you create work for yourself there or what did you like spend energy towards? Yeah. So part of what I do with the creative development business that I have is that I work with visual creators, photographers, videographers, illustrators. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am also really big on connecting. So how do we make connections between small businesses, medium businesses, advertising agencies, and these visual creators, so that's something that I always tap into. And part of my nature is I love the way that you're interviewing me right now. I love connecting with humans and talking to them, like amplifying their stories and their voices, which is something I did on yes. my, and I still continue to do on theproducer.com. And um, that's just part of my nature. And it's something I love to do. And I do it even when people are not paying me. So that is something that I've been able to essentially monetize in having this worldwide network and worldwide resource, you know, of, of individuals that I've connected with. And so that's something that I've been able to play with, um, whether I'm in South Africa or Amsterdam or Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you, you created over the pandemic a couple of like virtual communities online basically yes, right? thank you so much for bringing that up yeah so during yes. the pandemic um I began hosting um, a program called Creative Camp, and they are quarterly. Um, they're quarterly programs where we bring together visual creators, and you know, honestly, everybody is a creative, right? So if you if you're truly tapping sure. into that word, but um, <laughs> yes. for for all intents and purposes, these are people in the visual arts, and um, you know, every quarter we have a small group of individuals that meet every other week, and we break through creative challenges. We, um, we, we clarify those, we, um, have some built in like trusted organic networking and it's been a really special container, not to overuse that new agey word, but it's been really, really lovely. And so through that, you know, we're establishing personal connections. We are um, providing professional support. And, um, I also do like one-on-one coaching and consulting for, um, people in the visual arts. So that's, you know, cool. so if people, you know, don't feel comfortable discussing their obstacles in a group setting, then they can work with me directly. And, you know, unlike a traditional photo consultant, I do a little bit more like personal development that's brought into that. There's a real human touch. Mm. Um, but then with my, cool. you know, with my 15 yeah. years of experience, I can help them actually get work. So that's important too. So I'm going to, Make sure I understand this. Then you are making money through your commercial productions, which I'm assuming is the bulk of your income. Uh, are you charging for Creative Camp currently? And is that yes, still running? Yes, it's still running. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. And and you are doing one-on-one consulting with photographers, videographers, creatives. Um, so you're earning money at least three ways. Am I missing anything in your arsenal of um, yes? Jobs? And so with. Um, there are active productions, but then there are photographers and directors who just need support with an estimate or negotiations, or perhaps there's mm-hmm. imagery that needs to be relicensed and they don't know how to, how to handle those communications or those contracts or how to price things. So I do that as a creative management offer. And um, cool. yeah, and then I also consult for startups, for small businesses and agencies as well. Wow, I had no idea about this part, Annika. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, I guess actually, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you for just a moment because I, I think that part of this difficulty of living such a big, bold, expansive life is that, you know, having yeah. that elevator pitch. There's this, you know, assumption that you need to like have your thirty second elevator pitch or ten second elevator pitch, and that you need to be confined into this tiny little locker or this container. Um, and I've never mm-hmm. really fit into those things. So that's, um, and I don't, and I'm not great about um, tooting my own horn and saying all the things that I do. So a lot yeah. of it happens below the surface. Um, but, you know, thank you for asking me about that. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I, I call people, people like you, I mean, maybe it's in a different industry, like quietly killing it, you know, like there's so many things you're doing that people don't even know. and. Um, you're not someone who like brags a lot or is like big on, on self PR necessarily. (laughs) And so it's, it's always like a, it's always a surprise and kind of exciting to find out like all the little things, projects that you're working on. Thank you, Philip. And yeah, if anybody wants to um, teach me about self PR, then (laughs) that's definitely an area I need to delegate. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
I, I, it's crazy. I, I, you know, we, you and I both know this in, in our worlds. I, I'm in like the events, kind of luxury events side of photography and, and you're way more on the commercial production side, but there's people who are like really good workers and there's people who are really good at PR, like self PR. Mm. <laughs> and some people are good at both, but uh, oftentimes it's like one or the other. You know, and the people who are really good at PR might not execute like what we all know how they really work, but they're just good at like getting their names in the right places with the right mm-hmm. people, which is sometimes frustrating. It's funny. Um, but I, I'm always looking out for the quiet killers, you know, the people who are like truly, truly working hard and, and even through a pandemic or whatever. The dark horses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I guess let, let's just I want to pull it down to, to earth a little bit and talk about, um, you said you travel all the time. Can you just give our listeners some like real tangible travel hacks? Is there anything that you take pride in when you travel, like how you pack or I don't know if you use TSA pre-check or whatever, whatever. Is there anything that comes to mind when you travel that makes your experience kind of particularly easy? Yes. I, I always have a second toiletry kit packed always. That's just ready to go for travel. So I'm never going to forget anything. And then I like to have my travel be a lovely, beautiful experience. So knowing that you're waiting in lines and that you're in a cramped, Mm -hmm. a cramped, um, you know, airplane, what are the things that you can bring along that make that, that experience nicer for you? So I make sure, and I have like a travel candle that I bring. Um, and when I'm on the airplane, I have like, what? I didn't yes. know <laughs> we have That's so, wait, do you, you don't light the candle on, on the, the plane, airplane, obviously. But I mean, like, when, I, when I'm going to be somewhere for work, let's say you're going to be in some generic hotel for three days. So yeah. then I bring little things. I bring like Palo Santo. I bring a travel candle. I bring like That's a small, amazing. I have these, like this very small African, um, it's essentially a blanket that you can use as like a beach sarong or it's a multi-use yeah. thing. Right. And I also like to have things that are multi-use that have multiple purposes. So, um, like, a, Ooh, so yeah, so because, good. you know, I grew up with MacGyver, right. So like what, <laughs> and I'm a producer, so that means I'm one of my <laughs> greatest, uh, assets in terms of creativity is being resourceful, figuring out how things can be reused and repurposed and figured, you know, figuring out how to get things done. So, um, yeah, that, that blanket wrap thing is yeah, perfect for a Yeah, lot. and, you know, I've got a Leatherman that I travel with as well, and that always comes in handy. It's actually sitting next to me right now. And, um, and then, cool. yeah, definitely, I've got the TSA pre-check. I've got the global entry. I have the European ones. I make sure that, um, mm-hmm. this is another thing, that when you renew your passport, you can ask for extra pages to be put in so that you're not um, running out of pages two oh, years yeah. in because that's, I yeah, that. exactly. So, um, because I was always filling up my passports too quickly with visas and stamps. Mm. So that's, that's kind of a long-term hack, I would say. And, um, that's a good one. and then also being really nice to the flight attendants who have, you know, a crappy job. And if you're nice, like just be nice to uh, everyone yeah. around you. Like what's the golden rule? That's truly another one of my, my yep. values is do unto others as you would have done to you. And kindness doesn't cost you anything there's a human at the end of every one of your communications and interactions in life so just remembering that exactly have loving kindness you mentioned uh, i'm gonna bring this back kind of uh, a little bit but you you mentioned one of your values um 
And and before you had said that freedom was your one of your top values, and that's a hundred percent my top value as well. And I think that what something that you and I have done really well, and this is for all the listeners, is crafted or created and designed a life for ourselves that honors that top value. Thank um, you. Instead of the other way around, like the backwards way of thinking, and I think most people do this is like. I want, you know, I want to be able to travel the world and like do whatever I want. So I'm going to become like an investment banker and have a lot of money so I can do all of that. And it's so backwards because, cause they lose. Yeah. I think if you pursue freedom first, which it sounds like you have done, then, then everything else, it doesn't matter if you're earning like a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars or 50,000, yeah. like you're, you're and, still, you're still living that, that top value. Yeah, and right? I think the point there is that what does money really mean? And like money means something different. It's really just a metaphor for freedom for me. And so it's never been about money is not my motivator. My motivators are freedom and connection. And those are my values. And so when, you know, and there are other ways of living a rich, abundant life without necessarily always coming back to the dollar amount or the amount of money in, in the bank. Right. So it's really about, having this big, bold, yep. rich life of experiences, of connections with individuals, um, of beauty, you know, of art and beauty surrounding us as well. And yeah. So, so I, I totally agree. Um, I also know that you work really, really hard. <laughs> so I'm curious how you take care of yourself and not get burned mm. out. Well, being in South Africa is part of how I'm taking care of myself right now. So this place feels like home so much for me. And I love Mm. to be in, on, near, under, on the water. So um, going for a swim in the morning, going for a walk along the ocean, um, those are ways that I calm my nervous system down. You're right. I work work a lot and and I work really hard. And, um, and then the other things that I do, I, I exercise, I, um, I journal on a daily basis. I meditate, I cook Mm. for myself. I eat really healthfully and, um, I take care of, (laughs) I take care of my inner world as much as I take care of my outer world. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, good. So you are taking care of yourself. Just wanted to make sure. Thanks for looking out for me. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. Also you, this is sort of like a, um, logistical question, but when you go to somewhere like South Africa for a while, are you, how do you, how do you decide where to stay? Are you on Airbnb finding places or some other method? No, I just rented a house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but not on Airbnb or something else? No, something else. I just directly rented from, Uh. yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I mean, when cool. I, when I travel, Airbnb is, is very easy and accessible, obviously. And what I have found in recent years where, you know, the original intention of Airbnb was to give you this like real experience. Now there's a lot of properties on Airbnb that are just there as rental, like yeah. management properties. And there's also yeah, this yeah. Instagramification of properties where everything yep. is totally mm-hmm, generic. Yeah. yeah. And so that's not quite as, yeah. Well, um, enticing. Well, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't know how to just rent a house direct though, actually. <laughs> like, is that easy to do in other countries? You, uh, the only thing I could think of is like Craigslist. Oh but, no, you just contact real estate agents. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> That's the adult yeah. thing to do. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, cool. Um, and and you're in Cape. T- are you in Cape Town or Johannesburg? Yeah, I'm in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I was there many many years well, ago. You're welcome back anytime. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so it's lovely there. And I'm actually from Santa Barbara, and I remember being in Cape Town and thinking, this is like the identical climate to my hometown. And I, I had this thought that South Africa was like the same distance below the equator as Santa Barbara probably is above the equator <laughs> because because like the climate I was like this is exactly the same like the house you know what I mean <laughs> all the vegetation yeah. that was there everything reminded me of Santa Barbara except that people drove on the other side of the road and it was such a weird experience but it's so beautiful and the temperature is so great all the time yeah it's it, there there are a lot of similarities with California and I'm actually sitting in my car right now with the stick shift on the opposite you know with the steering wheel on the other opposite side oh, yeah. um yeah. And so I think that, yeah, although I'm in Cape Town right now, I know that in a month's time I'll be back in Europe. And so um, mm-hmm. I know that this doesn't fit into everyone's neat and tidy box, but I'll be in Amsterdam for a month or two, and then I'll be in Berlin for a month or two, and then I'll probably be in New York for a bit, and then back to Cape Town. Yeah. Cool. So I feel really so- fortunate. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds, I know, it sounds like you're living your best life. And I really love that for you. And you you figured out how to make it work where you can, you can be bidding on jobs. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. You're, you're living where you want to live and meeting cool people and working. And if you need to be in New York for a job, you fly to New York and you do the job. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah, I also I think that. it's, you know, you have to be realistic about what that entails. So, you know, if I were just sure. operating in the European and African markets, you know, I'd be on similar time zones. But the reality is half of my business is also is U.S. based, which means that, you know, right now I am working. Oh, your hours must be crazy. Yeah, they are sometimes. But that's OK, because that is, you know, part of the balance of getting to lead this life. Yeah. And I think that's also something to be realistic about is yes, I'm choosing this, but I'm also choosing to still honor the clients that I have and honor the work. And that also means um, that, you know, on a Friday night, I might be working until 8 or 9 p.m. But it also means that I get to start, mm. you know, I get to have my mornings for myself, which I really cherish. And I get, oh, to, yeah, that's yeah, really nice. I get to go swimming and do all that stuff. So, um, you know, and then there are some other, if, if we want to take it down and really ground into some of those things that support our, um, you know, our business, our freelance life, there are, you know, I am working with an assistant right now who happens to be in Chicago. So I'm training her and we do like zoom, zoom training sessions and that time zone, you know, we're seven hours apart. And so that can be challenging, but that's one way of, you know, working smarter is also realizing yeah, it's an extra arm that is that is like based in another time zone that can be working while you're yeah, sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And 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 how did you find this person? Just you curious, know, although, like LinkedIn or personal network. Personal network. And so I did um, do a couple of job postings, and honestly, mm-hmm. those did not yield. You know, there's there's power in having somebody be vetted and vouched vouched for which is also why i was you know that's why i also do interviews with individuals on the producer.com because you know worldwide crew if you're flying around and you're putting together you know a really important shoot you want to know that you can rely on somebody and so that's why i started 
you know, yeah. interviewing individuals because you want the good hearted people. So anyway, I just went off on a tangent. However, with this assistant, it was just through asking a few friends if they had recommendations and then somebody great came down the pipelines. Um, yeah. Oh, I love and that. I, good people are so hard <laughs> to find. <laughs> it's a luxury problem, right? And, you know, and there's other things too yeah. that support our business. And I'm, I'm always really, I like to be an early adopter on certain things. I know that you are too, Philip, with different tech, you know, mm-hmm. tech things and, um, programs. Oh yeah. You were on a uh, clubhouse clubhouse super yes, early. I remember yeah. That. Um, so I, I still love clubhouse a little bit less at the moment. And, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm also one thing that I've discovered recently that has been really beneficial for me is when I am emailing my audience, um, for the producer.com, um, or for my production company, I've been using a really beautiful email program. Um, I'm sorry, I think the actual correction is like a, a newsletter program. So in the in the past, yeah, yeah. I had people on MailChimp and I was just finding that to be very clunky. Yep. And, you know, I am not a web designer, but I want something. I, I work in the visual arts. I need things to be beautiful. And then I also need a succinct workflow. And so I have been using Flowdesk and Flowdesk oh, cool. is so beautiful it's so streamlined it's so easy it's almost like a template style email builder the way that squarespace is for websites really intuitive so intuitive and then the great thing about it is you can establish workflows so you send out that email and if somebody takes a certain action with that with your email then you can trigger different follow-up and so you're basically just you know you're delegating something rather to another human assistant or to your own time because your time as a freelancer is irreplaceable and invaluable. Now you have a machine. Now you have a program doing this for you. And so, um, and I also contacted Flowdesk and they have a, um, a 50% off for lifetime subscription, like 50% off your monthly or annual. And, um, sure. so there's a code that I can share with you and your audience. Oh, Annika is straight up plugging Flowdesk yes, right now. Absolutely. <laughs> tell, tell us, tell us what the code it's, is. We'll, we'll send this out to the masses. The producer, all caps, the producer. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So that producer, if people are looking for a system that's alternative to MailChimp, MailChimp is like the godfather, but, but definitely better options have come up since. And Flowdesk is one yes. of them. Um, yeah. Cool. So that okay, is, so that producer, if people are looking for lifetime subscriptions and they want a great deal, that's a good. It discount. is, yeah, it's <laughs> like fifty percent off, and um, it's made my life so much easier. And you know, I never want to be in a place of overwhelm or frustration. And I also think it's important to recognize yeah. what those triggers are for you. So, if there's something that you don't enjoy in your business, if there's something that you don't um, that you're not good at, like take stock and figure out ways to delegate and to supplement. Because in the past, I think we've, we've often heard like, Oh, you need to work on your weaknesses. Well, maybe just focus on your strengths. And if there's something you don't want to do, don't do it. (laughs) Find something, something else. Yeah, Because there are people who really enjoy this and there are programs that can do it for you. So why not just, yeah. Yeah. So that's been a big. I just had someone, I was talking to someone yesterday about this. They were saying like, you never need to be doing like $10 tasks 
or $15 task if that's your minimum wage. And a $15 task would be like posting on Instagram or sending, like composing an email newsletter, you know, things like that that are sort of um, just like, yeah, time sucks. Sort of simple to do, but a lot of time and energy. And uh, for bosses, that stuff can be delegated. Absolutely. And when I was living in New York City as well, I used a service um, that I, I don't even know that they still exist or maybe they've renamed themselves, but they would do my grocery shopping. They would pick up, they would oh. do my errands. And like, if I had dry cleaning to pick up, if I had, um, laundry to pick up. Amazing. This is different, different than TaskRabbit. Yes, it's different from TaskRabbit. It was, it, they had an, they had an app. It was called Hello Alfred. And I don't, I don't actually think that they exist anymore. Oh, but um, I remember when that was like, uh. Yeah, I remember when that was coming out big. That's cool. It looks like their website is still live. Oh, so I would say... Yeah, and then what I loved, they still exist, loved about I that too is, you know, I'm really big on eating healthfully and they would, um, you know, it was, it was a real human algorithm where they would get smarter every time they came to visit and they would come, you know, once a week and they would do my, they would always get the exact groceries that I needed and wanted and they understood, you know, what, what was happening in my world. So, um, that that's was a awesome. good hack. Yeah. Hello. Alfred is like the personal yes. butler, yeah. right? That, that's the yeah, idea. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So a little domestic support. Cool. There. So yeah, these are great. I, I, we could do like literally an entire podcast episode just on, um, digital hacks and tips, <laughs> but, um, but I actually want to know maybe what, what's, I think as solopreneurs, we are never just like, I think successful solopreneurs are always like have something up their sleeve or they're working on something exciting. So is there anything that you're building or doing or like thinking about that, that might, you know, that might come to life in the next year or two that you feel like sharing? Well, what's come. And if not, (laughs) so what has come to life is that um, I am now regularly hosting creative camp sessions every quarter. So Um, that's now firmly in the books every quarter. The next one is June 7th. Oh, I think that, um, because I'm not at Liberty to like discuss, um, like everything right now and things do shift and develop as you're, as you're building something new. And so I feel like I don't want to lose your listeners by being so vague and I'm not trying to sidestep things, but I'm also happy to, to discuss, you know, like we can do a second interview and <laughs> we can do a yeah. No, no, I will. I will. I know, I know when things are being built yeah. out and, and there's lots of hands involved, you can't really like say too much. So let's just say Annika's working on something big and exciting. And if you follow her at theproducer.com, I'm sure you'll hear about it soon. Oh, so. Thank you. Yeah. And, and um, I have to say too, that yeah. one other thing that I love about this life is that, um, you know, having a bit more time this past year to connect with creatives one-on-one. And I know that this is an element that, that you've been building out as well, Philip, is your, your coaching the way that I've been building out my creative development and my consulting, mm. like my one-on-one creative development. So that's been really, really rewarding for me. And I don't think I would have had, oh, it's yeah, so I would not have had time for it or given myself the space to really do that yep. if I was still in this whole matrixy like spinning wheel situation and so that's been a real um like it has just lit me up and i love it Mm, are you how many people are you working with right now are you able to share i I work with five individuals Mm one-to-one oh that's so great i'm i'm currently i just had my last phone call with someone last night um 
So I'm, I only have one coaching client, but I, my dream was always to be like around three to five. I think that's really beautiful, Annika. Mm -hmm. um, and you're pouring into other people. They're paying you, but it doesn't matter because there's like so much value. I feel like the role that you, you and I are in is to like accelerate people's learning and growth process like 10 times. It took me so long to raise my prices to the point where I felt you know, good about it. And, and, but, but having someone on your side, who's like, this is what you could do. This is who you should talk to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, huge. Like helping I'm sure you're a huge blessing yeah, in their lives. You, yeah. It's been really rewarding. Uh, is there any final, final words you'd want to share with the people, anything you're reading that you think we should know about any, um, I don't know, words of wisdom for someone who's been in the game for a yeah, long time. I, just, I think that we really do, <laughs> get to create this big, beautiful, bold life that we have. And so sometimes there are those parental voices, those outside voices that say, this is what your life is supposed to look like. And I would like to challenge your listeners to really look within and see yes. what are those things that light you up? And are you doing those on a regular basis? How can you craft a life out of that? And just remember that your life doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Nobody else has to understand it. It just needs to be rewarding and fulfilling for you. I love that so much. Thank you, Thank you Annika. Thank you we'll have you back again for sure to get all the good juicy It updates. was such a joy. Thank um, you. It's been a pleasure. You're awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you and your time. Okay. Have a you beautiful too. day. Bye.